0: like you, maker of heaven, Lord of the land and Lord of the sea, holy and true. I I want to share with us uh, briefly something I call the best investment for a single life the best investment for a single life Um, you know when the registrar was going through um, the course curriculum one of the things he mentioned is that in session one um, we'll be dealing with part of what we call understanding life the school of life When we begin to see life from the divine perspective, you see, until we see well, we cannot live well. Until we see well, we cannot lead well. So it's important for us to see as God sees, to see life as God sees life, to see ministry as God sees. And when we begin to see properly like that, We will realize that there is only a single place where to pour out one life. And that is in the purpose of God. There is only one place where to invest a single solitary life. And that is in the will of God, in the divine priorities. You know, it's possible for you to write off point in an exam and then you're going to get a chance to come back to write that exam again. That is not so bad. You may have a carryover or you may have a receipt or you may even repeat the year. But all of those things indicate that you get another opportunity to get it right. But one of the things that we are going to see as we engage the School of Divine Priorities is that life is singular. Life is singular. You don't have two lives. You are not coming back. What you are doing now is not rehearsal. This is the real thing. So it means that if I don't get it right, there is no opportunity to come back to do it all over again. And when we have one single opportunity at life like that, we must make sure that we invest our life in the best possible uh, agenda. And that agenda we believe is the divine priorities if we live life chasing what we think is important if you live life chasing what you think is great if you live life chasing what people celebrate as success or as um, greatness and then we eventually stand before god and find out that all of these things that we have labored for they we have vanity we gather chaff for the place where works are tested by fire. That would be a big disappointment. So, that's why I'm speaking about the best investment for a single life. Where is the place to throw your one life? i like to read the scripture in Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. Uh, it's the story of what happened, um, how a woman poured her best. She invested her singular uh, precious ointment on the head that is the head of all priorities. On the very head, the sacred head of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself. So Mark chapter 14 and from verse 3. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask or box of very costly ointments, pike nard. Then she broke the flask or she broke the alabaster box and she poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant. They were angry among themselves and they said, why was this precious ointment wasted? Why was this perfume wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, this is verse 6 now, Mark chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always... And whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Verse 9. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached, in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. And look at verses 10 and 11. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad, and they promised to give him money. So he sought how he might conveniently betray the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You see from this passage of scripture that we have read, a woman determined the best possible investment for her precious ointment she had this thing that the bible tells us was first of all very costly very costly life is very costly this thing is very costly in fact life is so costly that it is not you can't buy it on the market there is no amount of money silver and gold that can pay for one life the next thing we see about this thing that she had was that it was very precious you see there are some things that are very costly but they may not be very precious to somebody i'll give you an example something that somebody gave to you may be very precious to you but it may not be very costly in the market so to you it is very precious but to somebody else it's not costly it looks cheap but it's precious to you But notice that this ointment is a combination of two things. Number one is that it was very costly. Number two is that it was very precious. Your life is so precious because it is irreplaceable. It is singular. We don't have another life. We don't have two lives. We are not coming back. You are not coming back. And that life is so costly because it is priceless. So where was she going to invest this priceless, precious ointment, this precious perfume? The Bible says the woman came when Jesus was having supper, you know, in the house, or rather when Jesus was in the house of Simon the leper. Notice where Jesus was. He was in the house of Simon the leper. And that man, of course, you can be sure that Jesus did not leave him a leper. And Jesus had brought a miracle to that man's life and Jesus was now visiting in this man's home. And this woman came, the Bible says she had an alabaster box of very costly ointment and look what she did. The Bible says she broke it. She broke the neck. One Bible version, the J.B. Phillips version said she broke the neck of this alabaster box and when she broke the neck, The Bible says she began to pour it on the head of Jesus. And notice that she did not open it. I believe that that alabaster box had a cover like this one. You could open it, but the woman did not open it. Eh? You see, if she had opened it, she could have poured some and then closed it back and kept back some. But once this woman determined the best possible investment... For her most precious, most expensive item, she did not open it and pour it in bits. The Bible says she broke the neck. She snapped the neck. And when she broke it, it was irretrievable. Now you cannot store it. And then she began to pour on the head of Jesus. And the perfume that she poured on Jesus ran into his hair, ran into his clothes, ran into his robes. You now understand part of why, when Jesus was crucified, they were we gambling for his clothes. The perfume was still in the clothes. Jesus did not go back home from this place. It was from this place he went to the upper room, and then from that upper room he went to Gethsemane. From Gethsemane, you remember he went to the cross. That perfume, you know, entered into the locks of his hair, ran into his clothes. And the Bible says the smell filled the room it was so precious it was so expensive but notice this woman could did not pour it on herself every woman wants to smell nice i mean who doesn't want to smell nice oh you're smelling good that is what every woman is living for she could have poured this priceless thing on herself and then she's walking along the road and they say oh hey oh you're so cute you're smelling so nice but something said to her this priceless thing that i have is not to be poured on self it is not to be wasted on me there is another head that is more qualified of the investment of the most precious thing that i have and the bible says that woman began to walk around the room She walked around. I can imagine she checked other disciples. She even saw Judas's head. She said, not on your head. I can imagine her holding this precious thing close to her heart and walking until she came to where the master was seated. And I can imagine she said, excuse me, sir. She took permission and then she broke it. She stood around him and she began to pour that thing on his head. When she finished emptying this thing, I can imagine her shaking it to make sure that the last drops ended on the most qualified head. The last drops of her priceless ointment ended on the most qualified head. And then I I believe she smiled. (laughs) She smiled. She said, yes! I did it! The best head collected the best ointment. The best head collected the most priceless and the most precious thing that I have to give. Yes. But do you know what happened? The Bible says suddenly people began to complain. They say, what, what a waste. What a waste. She has wasted this ointment. What a waste. Can you imagine what she has done? This thing could have been sold. Somebody brought out his calculator and pressed and said, uh, 300 denarii of, you know, almost one year's wages of, of money we could have gotten.'" believe it was Judas doing that calculation what a waste what a waste do you see what they are calling a waste is something that was poured on the head of Jesus this woman took the most precious thing that she had in life and she poured it on the most qualified head in the universe and what did the people say they say it was a waste what are you calling a waste I can imagine the Lord Jesus Christ said, why are you troubling the woman? That's what Jesus said. Why are you disturbing her? You have your own perfume at home. Why don't you do with it what you like? Take your own... The people that we are doing that calculation, all of them have their own alabaster box in their house. All of them have something precious. I can imagine Jesus said, why don't you use what you have to do what you want? Leave her alone. You can do what you like with your own priceless, precious perfume but leave somebody else alone to do what she decided to do with her own, which was to empty it on the head that is most qualified. And then Jesus made a statement. He said, what this woman has done will be told as a memorial. Wherever this gospel is being preached. And look now, this scripture is being fulfilled. The gospel is being preached, and we are talking about the woman that has gone more than 2000 years ago or thereabouts. so it tells you that what she poured on the master became her memorial and from this scripture the Bible says that that woman has in fact in verse 8 look what Jesus said he says she has done what she could she has come to prepare and anoint my body for burial beforehand do you know servants of God that after the lord jesus christ rose from the dead the bible says there were some women that also brought their own ointment to anoint the master i'm sure you remember them they came with plenty ointment to anoint the body of jesus but when they got there they saw angels and basically the angel said too late we don't need this your oil again for anointment the master is risen from the dead he is not here the body that you could have anointed is no longer here. Huh? But so the question in my mind is how did this lady know that this was the critical moment to pour everything on the master? Something told her, Do this thing now. Pour your life, pour your best on the head of the master because this may be the only opportunity that you are going to get. And she took that opportunity and emptied everything. On the head of the master of course somebody like judas was offended this was the last straw that broke the camel's back the bible says judas got up before they pour something else on his head let me go and sell him and judas went to go and bargain with people are you following the matter now to sell the lord jesus christ and i want you to listen how much did judas sell jesus it was 30 pieces of silver the amplified bible says it was That's how the Amplified Bible calculated it. Can you imagine Judas selling somebody for 30 pieces of silver the same person that Judas sold for 30 pieces of silver somebody else poured on the same person something that was worth a year's salary of wages because of the value that the two of them placed on Jesus. This person saw Jesus as worthy of my best, worthy of the first, worthy of everything. The other person saw Jesus as a money-making venture, somebody to sell so as to make money. But where is Judas now? Where is his memorial? We see that this lady left a memorial and Jesus said, leave her alone. So you see, what I'm sharing with us tonight and I am about done is that you have only one life and your life is like a liquid your life is liquid you are going to encounter this in the class but let me read second samuel chapter 14 verse 14 this is the last scripture before i stop second samuel 14 verse 14 he says for we will surely die and become like water spilled on the ground he said all of us are like water that will be poured on the ground And all of us we are going to die that's what that scripture says so your life is liquid that is why if you remember in African culture you remember all those elders pouring libation when they are pouring drink offering uh? and you hear brother Paul talking about if my life is being poured out as a drink offering then glory to God so your life is liquid And the question is, where is the best investment for one single life? And I want to say to you, child of God, servant of God, the only place to invest one life. Look at the way the world is going. Look at the pandemic, the COVID-19. Suddenly, everybody realizes that many of the things you thought was important. Those things are not important. Look now, all of us have been in our homes. All the suits that I have in my wardrobe, I've not worn them for months. In fact, many of us will wear our pyjamas almost throughout the whole day because you are inside your house. You are not going anywhere. You just wear a shirt. Suddenly, a lot of things are no longer important. Suddenly, the car that you bought, that was everything. It was parked for months. You didn't go anywhere. Suddenly, we are realizing that there are priorities in life. And I'm saying to you that the best possible investment for one life is to empty your life on divine priorities. To live for what has eternal value. To live for that which will outlast time into eternity. So that when this world comes to an end, you will not have wasted one life. And don't forget that your life is singular. You know, there's something they said concerning that. I said, what a waste. (laughs) She wasted her best on Jesus. I want to be wasted on Jesus. That's what I want out of life. I don't know what you are looking for. I want to be wasted. Every drop of Brother Ferdinand poured on my master. Oh, this one life, this singular life, emptied for the glory of the Son of God, for the priorities of heaven. And the good news is that the school of divine priorities will equip you. The purpose of so deep is to equip you so that this your one life will count for all time and eternity. You will invest your life, whether you are in in the in the marketplace as a CEO, and you know what I mean. We've had chief executive officers like the brother who was the servant of God who was speaking to us. He's CEO of a massive organization. We've had CEOs attend School of Divine Priorities, or you are a general overseer of your of your of your ministry. We've had general overseers attend. Which wherever or you are a marketplace person or you are just a leader that God is raising There is space for you. The school of divine priorities will equip you to pour your life on that which matters most And my prayer for you is that when it is all said and done When time gives way to eternity It will be said of you that you left a memorial and that memorial will be what you poured on the master how you poured your highest and your best, your singular life, your alabaster box of life, how you broke it. You didn't open it and you are pouring small, 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 small on the head of Jesus. That's what a lot of people do in church and that's what they do with following the master. They open a little of their life and they pour a little and then they close it back. Who are you reserving your life for? Who are you reserving your life for? If you don't pour it all on the head of the one that purchased you on Calvary, where will your life be poured out? My prayer for you is that you will live for divine priorities. And you are going to discover those divine priorities through this training. And God will equip you so that your singular life will be poured out for that which will matter in the final analysis. Let's pray together. Can I request that we just bow our head and and just you know talk to the Lord for a, a, a minute or two and just ask God to help you. Lord, it's only one life that I have. Help me not to squander it. Can we pray? Can I request that you pray? Ask the Lord for grace. Ask the Lord for help. Ask the Lord to do a work in your heart to take away the veil so that you can invest your life, your singular life, in the best possible agenda. Oh, the best investment for a single life. The greatest investment that we can make with a single life. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Oh, Father, thank you. Would you like to pray? Ask the Lord to help you not to pour your life in the wrong place, on the wrong head. Ask the Lord to help you not to pour your life on the wrong head, not to invest your life in the wrong agenda but that your one life will count for all time and eternity. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, Father, we bless your name. Would you like to pray that God will cause your life to live a memorial? Please pray for yourself. Say, Father, I want to live a memorial with one life. Oh, Father, let me live a memorial. And let that memorial be connected to the kingdom of God, to the priorities of heaven. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you. Finally, pray for yourself. Would you like to say to God, I want to be wasted on Jesus. Look what they said. That ointment could have been sold and given to the poor. I want you to know there is always an alternative to your life. You can be used for something else. You can be used for politics. You can be used for another agenda. You can be used for, to, you know, in, in academics or any of these places. But if it is not connected to the master, that is a wasted life. A wasted life is a life that is not wasted on Jesus. A wasted life is a life that is not wasted on divine priorities. Pray for yourself finally and say, Lord, I want to be wasted on Jesus. I want to be wasted on your agenda. I want to be wasted for divine priorities. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Maker of heaven, Lord of the land, and Lord of the sea.